0: You're listening to The Purse Podcast, from The Purse School, Cambridge. Hi there, and welcome to The Purse Podcast. I'm here with Jazzy Heslop from Upper Sixth, and she's going to tell us about her work in Uganda over the half-term holiday. So, first of all, Jazzy, how and why did you get involved in, in this project in Uganda?
1: So, it all started in the summer holidays. And I found this podcast on BBC Sounds, which focused mm-hmm. on periods like within the UK, statistics, and globally. And one of the statistics on there was that 500 million girls worldwide struggle to afford period products every month. And I think that really stood out to me and like, began the research, began me questioning as to why there isn't enough support for these girls. So then I continued research and I found out that Kenya and Uganda were labelled the two worst countries when it comes to period products. Mm. And then I got in contact with my friend who lives down the road, Hannah. And she has a charity called Kickstart Coffee. And she sells coffee around Cambridge to raise money for a school in Uganda called Mm. the Early Learning School. It's in Entebbe. So I contacted her. We had a good chat. And she basically put in place what I could start to do to start Crimson Tide as a project.
0: Great. And what were those things that you started to do to get it off the ground?
1: So I firstly set up an Instagram account kind of spreading awareness, telling people where they could donate on a GoFundMe I set up. We originally aimed for about £1,000 and we Mm -hmm. ended up getting £1,600 from 37 donors, which was amazing. Yeah, and then I got in contact with Mrs. Kenzie at the purse and she started sending out notices. And over a two-week period, people brought in stuff to go in the period pack, such as roll-on deodorant, Vaseline, sanitary products, flannels, soap, and was dropping them off at reception in a box. And I came back after the two weeks and we ended up having to get my mum to swing her car around and just get it all in the boot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was a really big outpouring of support for this then.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: And then once you were there, what was the area that you worked in like in Uganda?
1: I mean, it's completely different. It's quite hard to put into words sometimes. It's like, until you experience it yourself, you're never gonna fully like, understand what it feels like to be there. But I think just seeing how happy the kids are with so little, just like mm. that really impacted me I think yeah like just having four or five buildings or one storey tall for a school um, the kids only eat during the school week they can't afford meals outside of the free school meals that Hannah supplies wow. it's just extremely different yeah
0: and how did they react to you being there they mm. absolutely
1: loved it because when we turned up we organized football tournaments for them because we also took across. Cambridge United kit, so it was quite funny (laughs) to see all these kids playing in Cambridge United kit as well. Mm -hmm.
0: And did they ask me any questions about the purse?
1: Uh, Yeah, they did. They were quite interested in how schools run over here, Mm because there it's, they do P1, P2, whereas here obviously it's year one, year two, and just Ah, explaining the whole system and the difference between exams, it was just, yeah, it was fun. Oh, that's
0: really interesting. What did you find particularly, perhaps, rewarding or surprising about the trip?
1: I think it was the response from the girls and also I think the biggest thing for me was hearing what life was like before we supplied the sanitary products so after the talk I gave speaking to them about like hygiene just the biology behind the menstrual cycle they all shared with me what their experience was like before so some of them had rags which they used to have to go and wash hand wash and then they didn't have soap afterwards to wash their hands with
0: Mm. and because of
1: such a high level of Um, fgm being performed illegally in uganda just like the safety and sanitation especially when it comes to periods has declined massively Mm. so then when they were using these rags infections would increase and some of them didn't have anything at all so a lot of them the reason why there's such a high percentage of girls missing school is because they have to build a pile of sand and sit on it for however long their period is and people bring stuff to them and that's it
0: Can you take us through a day in doing this work?
1: Yeah, so I'd usually wake up, have breakfast, then probably the two most important days, um, I think it was the Thursday and the Saturday. So on the Thursdays when we organised the packs, we picked up the bags that were handmade in Uganda from Lydia at the craft markets. Then we brought together all the stuff and in each pack we put four pairs of pants, Vaseline, sanitary pads, flannel, soap on deodorant and also we made our own t-shirts in the end to give to the girls so that was probably a really big day for us and then the Saturday was when we went to the school. P7 and P8 did plays on periods and how they impact them which was mm-hmm. amazing to see. They did a song about how the boys used to tease them about their blood stains if they didn't have anything to help with the periods and then the older girls that came back to the school that were 17-18 um, sung us a song Then that followed by me doing my talk, which, I mean, at the start, I was always expecting the girls to be quite quiet and held back because Mm. even in the UK, it's quite hard to have that conversation Mm. sometimes. But as the talk went on, we ended up getting more and more response from the girls, which was amazing to see. And then finally, we did hand out the period packs and the girls were just like the smile on their faces. It was incredible to see. They were just so over the moon because some of them haven't even owned a bag before so they'd had no privacy when it comes to their periods so Mm. it was yeah it was a really good day
0: yeah that sounds really rewarding yeah and what are the types of things that you'd say that you've learned from this experience
1: um i think it's mostly that to be more grateful for the simple things we have because i mean it's just the fact that they can't eat at the weekends if they don't have the free school meals just not even being able to have sanitary products i think sometimes we need to be more grateful that we do have the money to be able to afford these simple things that you wouldn't realise how necessary they are unless they were taken away from you.
0: Has this experience inspired you to do more work in this area?
1: No, absolutely. So um, when I was in Uganda, I went around the different craft markets and bought handmade bags, handmade bowls, earrings, bracelets, just Mm -hmm. various bits and pieces from the craft market. Because that was also always going to be really important for me, finding a way to raise money but also help out in just the local community by buying stuff from the craft market you're supporting other families as well and then in the UK at Christmas fairs and then also on my Instagram and online we're selling all these products to raise mm. more money for Crimson Tide and I'm currently looking at ways to import more of these craft market handmade Ugandan pieces mm. to sell um, for it to be continuous and then I'm looking to go back to Uganda in my gap year so Oh,
0: fantastic to the same place yeah definitely Ah, are you looking forward to seeing yeah, the kids that yeah. you got to know while you were there?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Are there any that you made friends with? Or?
1: Yeah, there's a couple. I made some good friendships and I ended up having a letter and some gifts from some of the girls that I made friends with, which was really nice. Yeah.
0: And just to sort of round this off, what would you say to somebody who's looking to get involved in something like this? Looking to get involved in either in Crimson Tide directly or are looking to help with menstrual education uh, in these parts of the world or indeed in the UK.
1: I think you've just got to start kind of brainstorming and also just try reach out to people that have done it before. I think throughout this, Hannah, who's done her own charity, has been a massive help. And by speaking to someone that has set up their own sort of organisation, charity, you know the basis is to then like, build yours up from. So.
0: Oh, thank you very much. And thank you very much for talking to us today.
1: Thank you.